podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, hi there. Good evening. Welcome to Rangers Rabble Phoning. My name's Scott, and tonight. Joining me is Car and Graham. How are you doing, Car? Yeah, good, good. Nice to be on uh, a men's show again. And <laughs> how are you doing, Graham? Uh, not bad, but I've had a long week over in Belfast working, so I've got to be back at the weekend to be time off and join you. I'm have enough for you to sleep, Graham, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Caught up, no, I. Right, so we'll, we'll jump in straight away. Thanks to everybody for joining us tonight in the comments and uh, like and subscribe as you always do and like I say if you want to phone in tonight there'll be a phone number going across the bottom in a minute you can give us a call and make your point across to Graham and Carr and I'll just sit here and listen to you so obviously there's a big press conference today guys and Michael Beale was talking about Borna Barisic I don't know if you've heard that at all but Michael come across to me not very confident for the weekend but it's just my uptake in it and Borna saying things like we should do less talking and more more talking in the park and less talking off the park. What's your take on that, Car? I appreciated Borna's comments because I find that when Tav and that do these press conferences, they they say a lot of stuff and I get it's to get us like raring to go and all that kind of nonsense, but I appreciate him saying I'd rather do it on the park. He doesn't normally show up in these games, to be fair, so if he'll do that or not, I don't know, but that's just my opinion. It was it was an all, it was like a standard press conference, wasn't it? It wasn't anything too spectacular, nothing. We didn't learn anything from it other than they think they can win it and there's things going on behind the scenes, essentially. A lot of these press conferences, I don't know about you, Graham, but in car, it's like every time you played them recently, it's like copy and paste, isn't it? It's like they come out with the same narratives and we all lead up the game, we're all happy and we're all confident and then the inevitable happens and it's back to like we kind of make these mistakes again we have to build for the forward but how many times are we going to hear the same stuff before they actually do what they say? Yeah, I totally agree with what you said about the, the confidence part Michael Bill didn't come across confidence at all for me it was kind of basic answers and not set himself up for any failures after the game if we get beat he said this before it never worked and all kind of mistakes and stuff but I agree with Car as well I was quite surprised with Barrett saying that because in the past him, Tavernier and uh, I think Lundstrom have been ones that have kind of said something like, oh, we were the better team last time, we'll prove it this time and stuff, they kind of comment. So I'm glad, just hope he, he, his statement is true and he actually did put the performance on the pitch. That's his, his fans, I'd rather, I wouldn't care if it was a press conference or not, it's, if the players turn up the pitch, that's all you want. Uh, nobody will care about the press conference, managers don't, they'll never give you the, the total honest answers and it's always the same questions the journalists ask, they get a wee bit boring after a while. Yeah, so but it's a typical press conference, and hopefully, you said if some of the players are back, hopefully they come through today's session fine. And I think they've seen there's a, a training session tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully they can they get me uh, a bit of fitness in them, then they can maybe contribute to the game and hopefully contribute to a win. Car, I don't know about you. Michael Beale to me, he's been talking too much since he's come through. Though I know he's quite upfront and honest at times, and you like what you hear. But to me, sometimes he just talks because I think he likes talk. I think away for football, away for football, he could be a motivational speaker uh, because he seems to get people up for things. But 
sometimes say nothing's better. Do you not think so? It's, I'm not saying say nothing, but sometimes just putting your cards close to your chest, saying a couple of things, and then, but he seems to sometimes say quite a lot, and then if it doesn't come through or things go the other way, he's making a run for his own back, no? Yeah, I mean, I think we've gone from one extreme to the other, from Gio to him. It's like Gio's, you couldn't really understand what he was saying a lot of the time, but he was quite close like he wouldn't give away too much information and then he Michael Beals come in and he'll just tell you everything that's going on you know he's very open about transfers and mentioning where he was and who he's potentially looking at and all that and it like you say it is a rod for his back if it doesn't come off and we don't perform and we don't do well or we don't get those players in he looks a bit like an idiot and I think they across the city fair enjoy that because they get to laugh at that and say, oh, he's saying all these things and it's not happening. Look at what a bin fire they are. So sometimes you would appreciate him just to give the basic answer you need to give and then get on with it and just actually win games and do well. Yeah, I mean, I've said to, I said to you, Carrie, he always talks about but like today, I said at the start, and Glasgow Nation Rangers is like the same, same thing. It was a bit more reserved today. Do you think that's for any reason or do you think, like some of us, he's not that confident? I'm hoping it's not that. I'm hoping he's confident in the players and he's set up that he's going to do for tomorrow, uh, Sunday's game. But I think he's kind of learning. He's getting progressively, he's getting a wee bit like talking less and it's not giving the sound bites as much. Uh, so I think he's kind of learning. Obviously, this is only his second job as a uh, first team manager. But he is kind of a rookie still. Uh, also been at QPR before. So I think he's answering some questions that I think he thinks he's confident in, and then other ones he's kind of just backing off with the basic answers which is what most managers do, to be honest. But when you say stuff, you need to get it right. And then that makes you look good. If you say stuff and it doesn't happen, then obviously you're going to get criticism and stuff like that. So I think he's kind of learning on the job. And hopefully, also for us, he's tomorrow, eh, Sunday, sorry, will be a win. They can build on that for next season. Yeah, I mean, just out there, people, if you're watching, the phone number going across the bottom of the screen. If you want to give us a call, it's 0141 628 That's me saying that with my glasses on, so I can still see the screen. Usually I can't, but I can still see that. But going into the weekend's game, I mean, there's a few players back. He says Ryan Kent's back, Golson's back. Car, do you think both of them will start? I mean, I honestly think Connor Golson walks straight back into the team myself. But is that the same for Kent? Or do you think Ryan deserves to be straight back in? Or does he take a place in the bench? I mean, if he's not going to be here next season, then you'd probably think he shouldn't come back in and we should be using the players that's going to be here next season to see how they fare against them. But then it's a must-win game, so you're kind of thinking, well, if Kent's going to do better, then maybe we should just throw him back in because if it's going to get us to win. But his track record's not great in the sense that he showed up at the beginning against them and he did really good things and then he's now started to peter out and he's not giving us as much as he should be giving us. So I don't know. I mean, the options in place of him aren't great in my opinion either. I'm not massive fans, so I don't know. I think Golden needs to come back in though. I think he, you can see how much we've been missing him, just as a sense of a, a leader at the back, that he's actually he gets the defence going. So I think he'll definitely come back in. Kent, I don't know, but I think Michael Beale kind of likes Kent, so he probably will throw him back in just because he's kind of tried and tested. Yeah, I mean, he said we come in that he knows he's known Ryan since he was a young lad, and I think there's a wee bit of trust there and friendship as well, but I think he will bring Ryan back in. I'm not sure he deserves to come back in, but I think Michael will probably start him. Granted, Gonna Golson, 
Graham and O'Connor's probably going to come back in. That's a set. And uh, it's one of the things. What is the yeah, purpose? Can I, just, yeah, can I just interrupt you? Sorry. Um, we've got John on the line. I'm just going to bring John in. John, how you doing? Hello, John. Oh, hi there. Hi. Hi there. You're through to the rabble. What's your point this evening? Hi there. Yeah, well, I was going to ask about Kieran and Dill. If any, I mean, I have heard about him. I just wondered if anybody had heard about him as a player, or if there's anything in the, the transfer link. It seems to me that he could be a, one of these guys that kind of flies in under the radar and does well for us. I'll take that to you. And he obviously played the Cantwell as well. Yep, and I I seen the both of them at Norwich together. What's your any? I've seen, I've not seen him play for a wee while. I was when he kind of was breaking through. Uh, he had a lot of good things about him, especially when he's with England under twenty ones. Yeah, he's a good technical player, but just that if we brought him in for next season and we kept all the ones we've got, we're going to be stacked in that position. So I don't think it makes business sense unless one or two go out. Uh, so it's why it's one to obviously watch. I think he's a good player, but I was reading actually coming home from Belfast stuff about him that he's kind of doesn't show up in the big games. He's uh, not a physical player, but obviously technically he's very good. So that's a worry. And I think he's not really settled. I think Norwich is the team he's been at the longest, I think. I could be wrong on that. Uh, so I think he's not really settled anywhere. So obviously if he come in uh, had an impact like Cantwell has, then I'm all for it. But it's, there's a risk with every transfer. But I wouldn't be if we kept, kept the players we've got, I wouldn't kind of be targeting him. He's not a priority for me. Uh, goalkeeper or uh, striker would be number number one and number two priority for me. What about yourself, John? Do you think he'll come in? Well, we're going to be having another midfielder in besides asking, so if that's the way it could well be him, uh, along with a goalie striker, as a city winger and a centre half, I think that's what we're, plus probably another few players to cover, you know, like guys like Arfield that, you know, I feel tight players are not going to, going to be playing all the time. Yeah. So there might be something like eight or nine players all, all, all in. Apart from the likes of Cantwell and Raskin. Yeah. I think it just depends on the players that leave. I think more players will leave than we probably think. I know there's a lot out of contract, but I do think if they get any offers for players, we'll probably seriously consider them and they could be leaving as well. And I think it depends what position Michael B was earmarked as more important than others. And I agree with you. I think I'm a fielder should come in. A keeper, obviously, supposed to be Jack Butlin, which in my age is a very good move. Uh, and I think, I think when he, I mean, we need, maybe needs two strikers. I know everybody says a striker, but I might, I think we maybe need two because I don't think we'll see Kima Roof for a while. And I think it's just a wait and see. We're going to be linked to a lot of players, John, between now and the start of the window, as you know. So, and every player that's either coach, been coached by Michael Beale and managed by Michael Beale was going to be in our radar, according to media. So I think it's just a case of wait and see. What's, what's, how confident you are for Sunday, John? Well, I was going to go into the prediction. It will be 2-1. We will win 2-1. Uh, Tillman, the number, the false nine will score. And Golden will score off a corner head and off the post. No, I hope you're right, John. I hope, <laughs> hope you're right. Thanks for calling me. You yeah, I'm pretty it, yeah. OK. All right, bye. So that's John called. Anybody else want to give us a call? Just call a number across the bottom of the screen. Thanks, John, for that call. So back to you, Carl. So you mentioned Kieran Dill there coming in. I don't know if you've seen any of Kieran Dill. I mean, what I know of Kieran is, he's, like Graham said, he's technically very good. People say he's a bit lightweight for up here, but 
is there such a thing as as it just maybe knows aggressive because it's Scottish football and we don't really want technically give the players we want guys who are like to kick folk and I don't think if he comes in he's going to be a, a starter. I think I'll come in as a squad player myself because I think we're getting on a free. So I think it's just to follow the numbers to the squad because we need to basically change faces because all the guys in the squad aren't good enough. What's your what's your thoughts, Nicka? I haven't seen that much of him, to be honest, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have, that I know about all of us, even as stuff on Twitter and stuff online, but it comes across as a very Rangers signing, doesn't it? Somebody that it doesn't show up in big games and has issues with whatever. It comes across as somebody we would we'd love to sign and then he'll get injured in two months and then he'll sit on the bench and have been a waste of time. But I don't know that much about him, so I'm not going to sit and pretend that I do. I mean, people are saying Graham, he's not showed up in big games. I think he's probably working in Norwich. So, what big games are people? I'm not disrespecting any two clubs, but what's the massive games they play? Apart from maybe the local derbies, what's the big games? Because I've not been in any challenging for any cup finals or in Europe and stuff like that. So, coming up to Rangers, you'll be playing in Europe. So, is that not a bigger step for them and playing maybe Norwich? Where I know it's the English Premiership, but I'm not disrespecting that league because it's a very good league. But if he's not playing there, we can make out or the Championship, whatever. Is he not better coming up here and trying getting games and Europe for Rangers in the SPL. Yeah, I'm, awful. I'm not saying I know he's not turning up in the big games. I was just with bits and bobs I was seeing on Twitter. Uh, I think it was Norwich fans, but or maybe previous clubs. But what I've seen of him, he's got the technical ability. He's similar to kind of Todd Cantwell, likes the ball to feet, quick feet. Uh, he scores quite a lot of goals as well, to be honest. Uh, you often see his name coming up against in Jalit Soccer Saturday, scoring goals. So he's got that to his game. But for me, it's just more that we're, we're kind of stacked in that position. I don't think he can sit in the deeper midfield. I think he has kind of either the same number 10 or out wide. And you know how many players we've got can play in that position. So I think it'd be a lot of moving for him to come in. I don't, I don't see why if he, he can play in the championship and get that money, if he could get another move there, I think he'd probably look at that more than come to us uh, if he's just not going to be into our first team straight away. So it's, I want to watch, obviously, but uh, I'm not against it or for it just now, anyway, as it stands. And I've seen, obviously, we've been linked in the last few days through media, and obviously we know we've been linked with Jack Butland, which by all accounts we spoke to him. And I've seen a lot of people on social media criticising that move, car. But to me, they're getting him for free. He's not put a lot of football over the last three years. Keeper. And sometimes people just want to play football. So, do you see it as a bad move for Rangers? Do you see it as a good move? I don't know. I guess if you look at anybody, you can look at the pros and cons and think, aye, that would work or no, it won't. But I think we're in a desperate need of a keeper. So, if there's somebody that's willing to come and it's on a free, so we're not spending hundreds of money on it, and it could potentially work for 90% of the games in the SPFL, then I, I don't... I don't see why it wouldn't be a good idea. And then if it all else fails, we've got Robbie McCrory sitting there to to back him up. Because that, that's who I'm assuming is going to be in line next. Because, I mean, John McLaughlin was meant to be the number one and then that went to pot. So I'm assuming, well, we're not going to sit with four keepers, are we? So no, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, there'll be three things. So Alan McGregor will retire, I'm assuming. But who knows? I mean, I like how John McLaughlin's going to leave in Graham. So they're calling it rumours and whispers and stuff and we're also been heavily linked with Liam, bringing Liam Kelly back as a squad player. Would that be a move you'd be interested in? 
It's one I've not seen a, a, an awful lot of Liam Kelly, to be honest, mate. Uh, you hear, I've heard he said good times at Motherwell and bad times, so that's why the one's inconsistent. I don't think he'd be any better or any worse than John McLaughlin. Uh, obviously, I'm a fan of Jack Butland. I think he would come in and be a good uh, sign for us, especially a free transfer. His experience playing for England uh, national team. I think he's, a, he's better on the ball uh, as well than Alan McGregor, so it's an update there. It could help us play to Michael Beale's formation there. Funny, cutting in front of you there, Graham. sorry. Kerr's uh, obviously disappeared and Nevis has been waiting for a while, so I'm going to bring in Nevis. Nevis, Hello. how are you doing? How you doing, Nevis? All right, sorry, I was on mute there. Um, I brought you into the show. All How right. you doing, mate? What's your point for the guys? Uh, basically, my point was uh, we're talking about Michael Beale and uh, he needs to get this right with his transfers. I think that's why he's linked with all the championship boys. In my opinion, it's not the place to go. I think everybody's kind of covered that. My main point at the Beale was it was said the Celtics, you know, he's a coach, he's going to work with what he's got. I'm looking at what he's doing now. I don't think he's coaching much. I don't see a major difference. I mean, we could be further behind Celtic when Giovanni left us. And I think you, you look at the targets I get, he's doing his job hinges on nailing every single target. But I'll, I'll be honest, I hope I'm wrong. But I think we're looking for a, I think we're looking for a new manager by the end of next season, maybe beforehand. I just want to see what you think of that. It's only the first time I've heard that in Nevis and by certain Rangers fans. It's not the first time I've heard that, and I've. I have mentioned that myself. Results will matter if Michael Beale is here after this window, depending on how results go at the start of the season. I think we have seen a small improvement. I think we've just been unfortunate at moving them across the city on a consistent run. I think he needs to bring in his own players to kind of stamp his authority in the team. I know a lot of these players he knows because he's been here before, but I just think he needs to put his own mark in the team. And there's a lot of these guys who have went stale a lot of these guys who shouldn't be at the club anymore. Yeah. So I think he, he deserves oh, this oh. win. Do you Are think, you yeah, so, I mean, it's it's no Barry Robson's team and he's done away with us with these. The guys at Aberdeen fans will probably say the club's went stale. I get that. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I, you can't, I can't really back the players up. I mean, that's on the players, but it's also on, I thought the subs were poor by Michael Beale, but I don't want to be in a position where after every six months a year, we want to be changing managers. I don't think that's the route we should begin down. And I don't think Michael Beale was the one I wanted appointed in the first place, but he's in now. So we are going to have to back him and give him time or we're back to square one again. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like doing that route either. We don't like to turn into Watford. But yeah, I know. With Gerard, I know. it was a different situation. It was, you know, he's got time. We don't have time. No, I agree we with you. We need results, we need it now, or we will slip into heart territory where we'll maybe get a cup every three, four years. And that's that's no Glasgow Rangers. What's your point, Nasgrim? What's your thoughts on Michael Bilgrim? I'll say that, as you probably know in the, the group chat, I don't see a style of play that's what I thought was going to be coming when he was appointed manager. That's the biggest disappointment I've got. It's a mix match of everything, really. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Some players show up in the day, some players don't. Basically, He's managed to get a lot of wins, but how many of the wins can you say, oh, I really enjoyed that win and performance? I think Hearts away, Hibs away, maybe. are the only two. Uh, the rest, some of the games, you're not really paying that much attention to them when we're, when we're winning because it's, it's a boring game. Yeah. I know football's yeah, all about I mean, winning, yeah. but I like to win in a style. So for me, that's my disappointment. But like you said, I hope in the summer 
again, it's all hope that he gets his players in nice and early, gets them a good pre-season, less injuries, and we can kind of attack the season with his players and more his, his style, uh, which I think we're yet to see yet. So that's my hope for the next next season. I mean, if we don't start the season, how long would you give him? Um, the first all for him game? I wouldn't give him any longer than six. No, I, I give him February next year. I'd, I'd, let him have, I'd let him have summer in January. And then if it wasn't happening, I think we'd, I think we'd have to seriously consider things. What's your point in that, Cass? Oh, I mean, I think you could bring Pep in and he wouldn't get a chin out of 90% of the players in our squad. I don't think the manager is the problem at the moment. I really don't. I, it's the players. They're not showing up. They're not giving enough. They don't seem like they care. And, and it's the big-name players, the ones that you'd expect to be the ones that would care. Tav, for example, I think he, he does show up occasionally, but he, he doesn't show up as consistently as we need him to. And I don't think any other manager would get anything out of these players. And also, it doesn't help that... Across the city, I know we shouldn't compare ourselves to them, but they're having an overachievement of a season. 90% of the time, the points tell that we've got would win the league. So they've overachieved that. So we're comparing ourselves to them to say, well, we're not doing good enough because we're not matching them. When realistically, when Gerard came in, we were a hell of a lot worse off than we are now. And we gave him three seasons when realistically he probably should have been sacked at this, after the second one. So do we just start sacking managers every six months because it's not working and then hope that the next one can get a tune out of them? We can't really do that. No, I don't think that's all the way. You can't keep down. a manager on fear of what comes next. Which is you a fair point. But you don't want to sack somebody in the fear of that either. So I think results do matter. And you know yourself in Scotland and SPL, if you find second failure, doesn't matter what else happens. Second is failure. Michael Bill will know that himself. And he'll probably know he's not got long if results don't change in the pitch. And I think we'll start next season. And if it goes pear shaped, he will be under pressure because it doesn't matter who the managers, it could be somebody else in the and sitting in the chair. And if the results aren't happening, they're under pressure. That's just the life of being a manager of Rangers. But you don't get time. Stephen Gerrard got time because of the circumstances he came in at. I think that's the reason he got that time. Whereas no other manager really gets afforded that time. I think as well, Gerard got more time because yeah. we can see the European run, the results he was getting there. So that was kind of giving his positives. Whereas this season, the Champions League, obviously, although most of that was the Van Bronckers, uh, that kind of gave us a wee bit more depression and then also been behind them all season. It's not been good. <laughs> so, Nevis, all the negativity we've been speaking about in the last 10 minutes, what's your thoughts on Sunday? Oh, Hart says one thing, he says the other. But like myself. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I could see it going the distance. I think it yeah. might go to pens. A good chance, I mean, we're all waiting here, we're just, we're all waiting for this Rangers team to show up, and if they do, then we've given me a chance, but we've all been on the receiving end of some of the players like Cam mentioned earlier, not showing up. And we know the ones that usually do that. And I think Sunday he should try something else, but he won't because he'll go back to his tried and tested, which I've let him down the past few occasions. That's yeah. my opinion on Sunday. I mean, 
just just as a final point, yep. would you be happy with you know six or seven of the the incomings all being English championships? Probably not, but I think you're going to have to realise that's where his market is. And unless we've not we've not got scouts all worldwide, but English Premiership teams have got I mean scouts based in South America, Asia, and places like that. They've even got chief scouts over there running a, a group of scouts. So we've not got that facility. We've not got that kind of thing, wow. things like that. So we're buying players for the areas of the either through contacts or videos. And sometimes that's a gamble as well. So I think Michael go to the players he's either worked beside or the players that he's seen in action. And I think that's just a real goal. He'll go for players that he realises. We look across at City and see them buying players for Asia. But they're only doing that because that's where their manager operated. If he'd have operated in another part of the world, he wouldn't have been yeah. going that part. He wouldn't have been going yeah. there anyway. It's I mean, just where your manager comes from. And we're just unlucky Michael was in the championship. Three names just before I go. I would move for Max Johnston, Danny Armstrong, Keanu Bacchus. What's your opinion on that, Graham, before we let Nevis go? To be honest, I don't really know any of the three of them. Johnson, Mother Danny Armstrong plays with Cully and Bacchus plays with St Martin. Well, I've said many times on this show, I don't really watch Scottish football apart from Rangers games, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know too much about it. Boy Armstrong to me is a bit like Jordan Jones, I think he would come in and flutter to deceive. Max Johnston, I feel he's in our season at Motherwell, but I can see he's got potential. Bacchus, I would bring in as a squad player because I don't feel he's first team ready, but I feel he's got enough talent to be there soon. I don't know what you feel like that, Nevis. Yeah, I'd agree. I think you just look at Danny Armstrong's get better number than any of our wide players. I, I think that's very difficult this season, is it? Considering the wide players only produced. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> so, but anyway, Mavis, thanks for calling. I appreciate that. And call back in another time because your points were great. And hopefully, on Sunday, like the rest of you, you're having a good time. Come back or four. Okay, mate. Yeah, fingers crossed. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. So, Carrie, mentioned three names there for the Scottish SPL. I don't know if you know any players, but do you, would you mention, would you bring any of these three boys in? I know that the Kelly boy, I remember when we played them at Ibrox, he was very physical and he was all over our players. That, I remember that much, that he was kind of flying into everything. The other two, I couldn't, I couldn't really tell you much about them, to be honest. I don't really watch much else Scottish football. Like I watch the women's football, but I don't really watch like other men's teams, bar Rangers. But if we're starting to look at other Scottish teams, it gets to the point where you're going to have to go for the best of the rest, and they're going to then add a couple of extra million on the price tag of them to send them to us. So realistically, they're probably not going to get to us. No, it's well, always that way, isn't it? I think Michael probably have a couple. Of- players he's nailed down for money and I think the rest will be there in freeze which as must have been the boys you've been talking about and he's maybe spoke to him to bring them in but we've been on a call waiting and it's Martin Hi Martin, what's your point this evening? Hi, hope it was well um, This is Mitch Rolak Now, obviously at the start of the season he was our main man up front Yep Yules came in I get I get Trollac's been injured Um I don't think Bill really fancies him, but surely we should be moulding him to play 
like Morelos, if you like. Because the chances are Morelos will be away in the summer, possibly. And we've got a striker there that can we know he can score goals and he's a really good finisher. So I don't see... I like Cholak. That's the thing. He's a goal scorer, and that's what we need. Yeah, I agree. Under, we'll under a bad team, he was scoring goals. No, I totally agree with you. Which I'll, I'll take that to you, Graham. Uh, I like Cholak. I like Cholak, but unfortunately, I think with Michael Beale, it doesn't suit his style. And if we can't play Cholak's strengths, then I don't think it's going to work at Rangers. Because I think Beale wants that kind of number nine that can basically bully the whole defence, go wide, come short, and then get also a share of goals, which is more suited to Morelos. But I think Morelos, the call is right, Morelos will probably be away in the summer. So I think we're looking for a definite number one striker that can fit Beale's system. I wouldn't mind Cholak staying as a, a sub or an impact player that will get goals. But just whether Cholak would be happy with that, I don't think he was. And I think Cholak's one of the ones we could probably sell and get maybe our money back, maybe even a slight profit to give Bill the funds to go and get the players he wants and kind of build the team. But it's a, it's a tough one because I liked him. Also, he scored a lot of goals. Uh, but unfortunately, there has been a few performances, especially against Celtic. I don't think he's managed to show anything that gives us the fans like, oh, he's going to be our number nine for the next two or three years. So it's a tough one. Uh, it just shows you some players coming to Scotland, they can... Well, we're happy because Boyd, the amount of goals he scored, and they never really done much against Celtic. And some players, like your Novo, uh, just seem to have a that kind of thing against Celtic. He scored quite a lot. So it's it's a tough one. Uh, and it just shows you how important the old-firm game is and how a player can get a better reaction and uh, favouritism from the fans if he can perform in that game. Is that... Yeah, I just, I just think that we should try and mould them. Because I think he's a better finisher than Morelos, if I'm honest. I totally agree with you, man. <laughs> you think what Michael Beale, um, if them said Michael Beale might want somebody else that does different kind of work, I don't know if Cholak could do that. Do you think so? I think he could do the, what Morelos does. I'm not saying Alfie's uh, the best striker about there. I'm just saying the way he works, we'll, we, we, we want him to, used to work the way we want him to work. We run in the channels, coming deep, blinking up. Do you think Cholak could add that to his game? Because in certain games, he's done okay, but in other games, he has been missing. But we can't take away his instinct in the box is great. And he'll score a goal when you give him a chance. He's probably the best finisher at the club, apart from Tavernier. That's how bad our goal-scoring rate is. So, I'm not sh- but I'm still not sure the manager rates him high enough to play him next season. Yeah. Uh, see when you say that, Tavernier, that's... <laughs> That's kind of a sad state of affairs that we're in, but... He's got more goals than the majority of players. <laughs> um, I suppose we'll find out in the summer, I suppose, what happens. I'd like to see him stay. I think we can mould him. I don't know why like, what was working on to be. Not the next mile, because I think he would be better, if I'm honest, but I suppose we'll just wait and see. It's just a shame, because under Gio, let's be honest, we're horrendous. He was scoring... I get against Celtic, he didn't even show up, but I think if he didn't get injured, kept him playing, I think he'd be brilliant, to be honest. But I mean, he is injured at the moment, so he can't even, he can't even come on tomorrow because he, he's still injured by all accounts. So, Carl, would you keep Cholak? Yeah. Like, or did we read into anything that he's changed agency? And maybe he's looking to maybe move somewhere else? Well, he, do, he doesn't fight. He doesn't fit Michael Beale's system. 
So realistically, unless Michael Beale's going to change the way that he plays and uses him effectively, he, he may as well leave it. I don't want him to leave. I really like Cholak. I think he, when he first came in, he, you know, he was firing him in for fun. He was having a great time. So you know, you know that he can do that. But you need somebody beside him that's going to give him that service to get, allow him the freedom to do what he does, rather than expecting him to play the role that kind of Morelos does. So. Unless Michael Beale's going to change the system to fit him, he's going to be a squad player that's going to come off the bench and hopefully give us a few goals. But I don't know if that's what he'd want. And if he has changed, I don't know that. If he has changed agencies over, then maybe he is starting to look at other potential moves to so he can get game time. Jenko will still be here next season, Martin. Jenko will be away. Uh, if I'm honest, I do think he'll be away. Because as you're saying, he doesn't suit your system, which is a shame. But to me, if it was me, because obviously, I, I don't think we've got loads of money to spend, if I'm honest. No, and I have to. might get a few million for Morelos. And so to me, it's like, well, <coughs> let's evaluate the, the players that we've got. We do have to get rid of some of well, the, the contracts are ending, so they'll be away anyway, which is fine. But to me, Trollak, he's not even been there a full season yet. I think we should be keeping him. We need a striker that can score. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and we do. If Morelos goes, we can't bring in as much as I'd love to. I'd love to bring one of the kids in to do that, but we're not going to do that. So to me, we should keep him and mould him to Beals. Beals should mould him the way he wants to play. And I, I don't think he'd have an issue with that, to be honest, if he's getting game time. No, I, yeah, I see your point, Martin. But anyway, thanks for calling this evening, Martin. Uh, you can call back in the next time we're on. But yep. thanks for your point. You take care now. Thank you. So Graham, going on to Joel I think he'll be your next season, Jink will be away. I think it's a case of ball from middle to front next season if Michael Beale and just change all most faces that he can. Obviously he brought in Raskin and Campbell. We've made a bit of a difference for us, no doubt. But obviously we're looking for something more because anybody in the, apart from Kimar Rufu is probably when he's fit, he's probably the best striker we've got, but we can't we can't depend on him anymore. So but we're not scoring goals anywhere from a dirty front. And you can see that. And that's why I mentioned Tav. Tav's probably the best finisher at the club, apart from about Cholak. And even the game against Celtic a couple weeks ago, Tav nearly got a hat-trick in that game, even though they lost. Because nobody else is breaking forward to look for the goals or taking shots or getting the box for headers. It was Tav, do you know what I mean? And it's strange when they consider you look at the squad on paper and you think there's a lot of talent there. But for some reason, it does it work. Does that lead me back? And I've got a few points here. Does that lead me back to what you said earlier? Michael Beale's not got a style. That's <laughs> ah, uh, quite depressing when you're listening to that. Well, I thought he had a style. I watched QPR a few times when he was manager of them, and I thought he played quite good football. It was kind of, he got down the wings, they kind of kept the ball a good percentage of the game, and they created a lot of chances. So I was kind of hoping for that, but it's, for me, I'm, I'm a big fan. I like to see good football, and I've not been impressed with apart from the, the Hibs away and Hearts away. Yeah, they're only two games I thought of. That's a, a, I'd like to see that continue, that kind of performance. But that's, I'm not saying we need to sack him or get rid of him. He's going to be there next year, definitely. But I just hope that as more, he needs his players in so he can implement that style. Uh, so that just shows again, everything comes back to how crucial this summer is, recruitment-wise. And I think, going back to your point about Cholak, I think he's one of the ones we could get money for, and Beale will need money. Like what the caller said there, Martin, uh, 
Well, I don't think we've got a lot of money to spend unless something's going to happen that we don't know is going to happen yet. Uh, so we need to bring in money to spend money. I think we're going to get a lot of wages uh, freed up by McGregor, Davis, Hellander and the likes getting out of contract. So I think the only kind of players we've got we could look at selling is maybe Cholak, maybe a Hadji, uh, if an offer came in for him. Uh, so th- he's going to need to use the, m- the funds somewhere. And I think, sadly, Cholak will be one of the ones that can go in the summer. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's depressing the more you think about our squad and the amount of goals we don't score. But everybody who's watching, if you can uh, send in your, what you think your predictions are for the weekend and also what do you think your starting 11 will be? Because I think that's a kind of bone of contention at the moment. I mean, will I go with a tried and tested or will I make a surprise and find in somebody we don't expect, like maybe Matondo to start? Or you just never know because the tried and tested have let us down a lot in the past. Uh, so, we just have to wait and see. But, Carb, do, do you think Michael Bill's getting criticised quite early on in his reign? Or do you think he deserves some Or do you think we should wait until he, he puts his own stamp on the team before we say, right, let's look for somebody else or this isn't working? Or, or do you think it's just these players who, we've seen it with Gio, we've seen it a bit with Gerard, but do you think it's just these players are maybe went stale, not good enough? Maybe we think they're better than they are. Everything else, and it's just... We need a total rebuild, refresh, and it's probably overdue. Yeah, I think a lot of the frustrations from Gio has filtered through and it's just kind of continued on to Michael Beale because he didn't kind of hit the ground running and win the first old firm or win the second old firm. Or, do you know, people are kind of thinking, well, he's not going to be good enough. But then if you go back far enough, Walter had games where he didn't do good enough. And it, had we had Twitter at that point in time, it would have been horrendous, I can fully imagine. Do you know what I mean? So you can look at any manager that we've had and pick flaws. But I think now everyone's overcritical and hyper aware of all the issues and the faults. And we're not doing good enough because we're not winning everything. But if he wins on Sunday, everyone's going to change their tune and say, no, he is good enough. We can do it. Like, get his players in and we'll go on and win everything. So I think just now we're just all about depressed and upset with what happened at Aberdeen and we're all thinking oh it's the end of the world we're we're never going to be good again when realistically we lost a lot of good players after we we won the the Scottish Cup last year we lost you know kind of a lot of the key players but it's still 90% the same team so what's happened between now and then to make them stop winning things have they just given up? Do they not care anymore? Are they just tired? Have they kind of missed their peak and that's it? I don't know. I'm throwing the question out there, see if anybody else has an answer. But it's that kind of way that you do need fresh players in. I think we need younger players in because a lot of our squad are kind of at the upper ends of their 20s. So we need fresh legs in. We need fresh ideas in as well. So I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, this isn't all going to happen in the window, Graham, as we know, because these things don't happen overnight. And because it's been so long since we've had this such a change in the squad, it's not going to happen all in the window just for finances and also maybe they can't get the targets he wants in the summer, so it might be later. But what positions are the most important at the moment? Because we can look through the squad, right? There could be ten nine or eight or nine out of contract. Plus, you could probably add another eight or nine in that list, so they could be, in retrospect, you could look at Ranger squad and you could, it's easy to pick the players to keep, that is to pick the players to leave, do you know what I mean? Because there's that many you just want to say, enough's enough, see you later. 
But obviously we can't get everybody because we're not going to be able to bring in 15, 20 players to replace them. So what's the main positions would you bring in in the summer? Just to give us a bit more quality in the squad and maybe mount a stronger challenge and then build again in January? For me, I'll kind of look at every summer, you're kind of hoping for maybe three first-teamers or definite upgrades. And for me, it would be a goalkeeper to come in, uh, a striker and a midfielder that complements uh, playing alongside Raskin. Because uh, I think out of the out of contract, when Zola give a contract, and that's Ryan Jack. And that's only, I, I love Ryan Jack, but obviously his injury uh, history is a worry. But we, like you said, we can't do everything all in the one summer. So we've got to maybe say, right, Ryan Jack, you're getting your contract. But we need someone that can be there, ready for when he's injured and it suits playing alongside Raskin in the middle of the park. So for me, a goalkeeper, number one goalkeeper, it's good at playing with the ball with his feet. Uh, a striker, more like the Morelos type, and a player that fits playing alongside Raskin. That would be my three signings. And now a contract ones, apart from Ryan Jack, I'd let them go. And then I'd maybe try and... I, it annoys me because I don't see Rangers as a club. We're also linked to these championship players. But I'd rather see them go and get the next... Danish player that's going to be big and bring up to Scotland. The next Swedish, the next uh, South American, the next Asian player. That's what I want to see Rangers do. But unfortunately, like you said earlier on the show, we've, we've not got the scouts. I don't know who any of our scouts are apart from John Park now. We've not got a director of football anymore. So I don't see how we're going to manage that in one summer. So I'm a wee bit worried there. And also the funds as well worry. So I think it'll be three at the most. And for me, the, the three I said, a goalkeeper, striker and a centre midfielder, they kind of uh, helped Ryan Jack out a bit and play alongside Raskin. That would be my three priorities. Right, we've got Mark yeah. Wayne. Well, just before we bring Mark in, I'm going to ask you just to, to think of what team you're playing Sunday after Mark's been off the, after Mark got off the phone, OK? So, how are you doing, Mark? I'm not bad, mate. How are you doing? How are you? Not bad, Mark. What's your point? Um, well, just kind of following on with what Graham's saying, I mean, obviously this transfer window's going to be difficult because it's like, where's the funds going to come from? Um, yeah. And I think um, what Carl was saying about Kolak, I didn't really want to see Kolak go. I was listening to another pod that was talking about, like, um, Kolak should be playing ahead of Morelos, but it's obvious that Bill doesn't fancy him. And we're going to have to have sellable assets. So you've got, like, Yilmaz, is that a £5 million player wasted, or is he actually going to come in? I mean, who else can we really sell? Will we get money for maybe Kamara? I really don't think Davis um, at the backs, Rangers class. Um, I don't know if you get much money for Lundstrom. It's a tough one because, of, I mean, this transfer window, how many players are we really going to get in? But like Graham says, I want to see us be a wee bit more brave and try different markets. Like Gonor, like with Celtic's done, we can already Japan and that. Do you know what I mean? It's, Rangers always seem to do that same. Try tested model, like doing it in England and getting guys who didn't get a game. Do you know what I mean? We need to be signing folk. I know it's maybe the scouting network, but getting players for different places, maybe Eastern Europe or something. And we need to be realistic. I've heard so many Rangers fans saying that like Shankland and Nisbet and that are in the Rangers class. Fair enough, maybe they're not. Maybe in years gone by, you wouldn't. But they're tried and tested in the Scottish Premier, scoring 20-odd goals. It maybe wouldn't be the, the total answer as the main striker. But we maybe need to look at getting a few guys into Scotland as well, because realistically, where are we going to get all these new players? Do you know what I mean? I think he's going to have to... He'll probably look at all his contacts, but majority of them will be down in England. But I'll take that point to Carr. 
I mean, I think Michael Beale's pretty much English and kind of seems to be Belgium and Italy, I guess. But even apparently the Italian ones that he was looking at are, are English. So I don't know. He, I think he needs to do what you're saying. I think he needs to go and venture into different markets and try something a bit different because a lot of championship players, in my opinion, they're not quite there. They're not quite got that edge that we need to be able to come in and be starters and tear the place up. Fair enough, Cantwell's come in and he, he's done all right. But I think we need people that are tried and tested and kind of more exciting leagues maybe in and around Europe that have got that experience because that's what we're aiming for, isn't it? We're aiming for Champions League or potentially running a Europa League again. We're aiming for winning everything. So we need people that are winners that can go and win things and their heads don't drop when we start to struggle a bit. So I think he, he does need to venture out a little bit or send somebody else to do it. Go and send somebody to go and watch a bunch of 19, 20-year-old youngsters playing around and see if we can get them in for a future we can start building for the future. I find market is difficult for him uh, because obviously he's he's got his list of players he's probably built up over his time. Maybe even had the same similar list at Queen's Park Rangers and he's got guys he trusts, or guys he's worked with, or guys he's seen. Whereas I know you mentioned them across yep. the city, but like I said earlier, and and managed in that market, so that's why he's been successful bringing players mm-hmm. in because he's worked with some of them and many uh, coached some of them at different clubs or he's watched them play against his own team. So that's why he's went there. He's done the yeah. same. He went for guys he's seen. Michael Beale is going to do exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's just he's going to go to England, which by all accounts, we don't want him to go to England. Do you know what I mean? Because we know a lot of players down there are either overpaid or overhyped. Yeah. And it's just, we've not got the finances. I mean, like Carl says, we can't, well, it kind of, it worked with Carl being a young guy, yeah, but there's been too yeah. many of these guys who are, who are all guys. And I mean, I know Davis was at Liverpool, but he never played a single minute there. Do you know what I mean? And I think he's an actual good defender, but it's too many mistakes. Do you know what I mean? And we can't have that. And it worries me because, I mean, obviously, Hollander's a really, really good defender, but he's just not fat enough. Um, So, I mean, we need players everywhere. No, we do. And I think. Probably two keepers. (laughs) I think we need a a sugar daddy to come in, if that's what you call it, or somebody. (laughs) Just to say, go and play like you're playing a game of football manager and go and take your pick, but that's not going to work for us. Obviously, some players here are going to stay. And like I said to you guys, I, mean, I, yeah. I think it's easier to pick the players you want to stay than it is to pick the players you want to go, because yeah. I think a lot of them, you don't even want to talk about because you just think they should be away. So, what's the, I said to you a minute ago, Mark, what's the positions that you would aim for to bring in? What's the first positions that you would strengthen before anything else? Well, I'm, I'm, I was really happy to hear about Butland because I think, I mean, we've always been quite blessed with good goalkeepers, but we very rarely have a big tall keeper, eh? I yeah. mean, McGregor's been a great servant, but he never, ever comes out and attacks the ball. So to have somebody at six foot five, I think Butland does, that's a great sign in 30 year old. So if we can get him all day long, I still think we need a centre half to be in there aside Goldson. I like Suter, um, but again, he's injury prone and we have Lander not really been that fit. The worry for me is midfield. I mean, potentially, we could be losing... Well, if Jack doesn't stay, which I really hope he does, but if he doesn't, I don't think Lundstrom's really cut out anymore. Davis is going to go. Kamara doesn't look the same player, so he'll probably leave. So we're going to need somebody in there. I know we've got Raskin and Cartmel. Um, and maybe either striker, definitely. It's going to be very, very difficult to replace Morelos. But, I, can't, I mean, I, I like Cola and I'd like him to stay, but, I mean, if 
you've got Morelos one foot out the door and Beal still doesn't trust Kovac then realistically is he going to be staying so I would say yeah. a goalkeeper a creative midfielder and a striker yeah, I think, I think that's a position we're all kind of looking at, aren't it? We just want to win it at the back. Goalkeeper, defender, midfield, and striker, just to kind of tighten us up at the back. But it's fine, mate, basically, aren't it? It's all yeah, fine. and that's what, that's, what, that's what we're always done, built for the back. And just before you go, Mark, yeah. what's your, what's your, are you confident for Sunday? Are you just going with a bit of hope more than anything? I actually am, mate. I don't think we're that, I mean, I, the, the biggest thing I think with Celtic is Ange trusts his full squad. Do you know what I mean? I think it's one, the one thing I would have as a negative against Beal and maybe it's just because he doesn't have the players, but Ange always uses his five subs every single game. He trusts them. If the game's not working, he'll bring five guys on. Even in that last game at Parkhead, we played pretty well. The tactics were spot on. It's no Beal's fault we made individual errors. But then when the subs are cut, you're like, why do you not bring an MD on? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm actually quite confident. I don't think we've been too far away. The last three games, when you listen to pundits and that, it's always Celtic didn't play that well. But that's three games in a row they've not played that well. So maybe you need to say Rangers will make them no play that well. So I think a 50 50 split, we've got a chance. I'm, I'm certainly no one of these ones that think Celtic are miles ahead. Um, so I, I think we've got a good chance. No, I said the last call, I hope you're right and I hope we're all smiling on Sunday. But no doubt, come kick off, we'll all be nervous as end. But thanks for calling, Mark. I appreciate that. A good Aye. call. <laughs> thanks, mate. Hey, worries, guys. Cheers. So I'll come back to you too. So Sunday, what's your teams for Sunday? I'll come to you first, Carl. What's your team? Before you do that, Kerr. Yes, Martin. Can I just say all the calls tonight have been fantastic, um, and we've we've had no people phoning in trying to make a mockery of the show, which has been great. Um, we've got time for a couple more callers. Just before we do, I just want to remind everybody to like and subscribe if you haven't already on YouTube. It's greatly appreciated. Follow on Twitter, Facebook and all that that good stuff as well. And if you love the content and you want to help support the channel and you want to hear stuff like uh, women's coverage, full coverage of the B team, if you want to hear we're getting to know you series with EPL show, um, then head over to our Patreon. The link for that is in the description. Sign up for as little as £3 a month um, to get all that extra content and to help support the podcast. The more people who sign up, the more shows that we put out. Um, and I just want to thank again every single person who's called in. Well done, Care, by the way, so far on hosting. You're doing well. You're doing very well, my friend. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, well, one, for... one for a pro and Stuart. <laughs> Stuart, I know me. <laughs> so we've got time for a couple more calls. Get your get your calls in, and uh, I'll leave you back in the capable hands of Mr. Scott Care. We'll come back to you, Castle. Sunday, if you're the manager, who's your starting 11? I mean, is Ryan Jack fit? Is Ryan Jack ever fit? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think he's out for four weeks, according to the last, not press conference there, but one before he said he was three to four weeks, didn't he? I don't know, so he's probably not. Well, Goldson will come back in. It'll be Al McGregor in goals. Probably Borna, because we don't really have much choice there. It's got to be Raskin, it's got to be Cantwell. I think it's got to be Tillman, but then I'm I'm torn because as everyone's saying, he's not showed up in these big games. He's not taking his moments. He's not taking his chance. But I think he offers us something, and I'd like to give him the chance to try again to see if we're going to buy him. But I don't know. So I'm 
I don't know. Honestly, I'd be the worst manager in the world because I'd change my mind 10 times before they went on the pitch. <laughs> so I don't know. But I think Morelos, Morelos up front, probably Kent, just because I don't really trust anyone else. And probably Lundstrom in midfield. Honestly, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. But of all the options that we've got. Yeah. I'm not throwing Kamara in there because I don't trust him. No, no. I can I, I see where you're coming from. I'm obviously a big up the same. Just before I come to you, Graham, we've got a, a beep bop boop in the screen saying, what about signing Chris Wallet from QPR? Now, Michael Bill said today uh, we weren't doing that. That was false. But if you did sign him, do you know anything about him as a player? I've seen bits and bobs of him, but not enough. But he's... So if I'm being totally honest, it's not a name that totally excites me. I wouldn't. It's not one of There's some names I've seen on Twitter. Obviously, they're probably not even true. But like the boy for Barcelona, that's the kind of targets yeah. I would be going for. Chris Willock for me is. Also, like Honduras today, something for Honduras. Start the day, mate. No, yeah. Yeah, I've not seen that. Oh. But it's, I always, I always go back to. It. I, I just, I feel as if we're just going to try and test in markets. We've had probably a 50-50 success rate if, at best. I think we should be trying different things and taking the club in a different direction. It's not because... right. different things, but Graham, because we're not getting results. And I know what you mean. I'm all for that. But if you try different things and it goes pear-shaped, I suppose if you do the normal stuff and it goes pear-shaped, he's going to lose his job. So I suppose for either side of the coin, he has to get it right. So... It is difficult because we all want the best quality players. I mean, no one are going to get players who hit their peak. They're going to have to get players before they hit their peak because that's just the situation now in the football world with money money talks. But before I come to your team, Graham, I'm going to give you my team because I know you're a tactical guy and you like to look at aspects of a game, right? So I'm going to give you my team if I was a manager. I know you'll know, I know you'll know play it on Sunday, right? I'm going to give you it. I'm going to go with McGregor and goals, obviously, right? I'm going to go with a we are back to four, it can go to a three or a five, right? Just depending on the situation. So the four is going to be the four that's always playing because there's not really many other choices. Tav, Golson, Davis and Borna, right? Because I don't think you trust Yilmaz enough. Sitting in front of him, I'm going to put John Suter. Right? With Raskin and Campbell. And in front of them, I'm going to put Tillman. With Matondo and Sakala. Just to th- throw him in the match because I'm fed up with tried and test. He's letting us down. And I think that maybe gives Celtic something different to cope with. The pace of Matondo, pace of Sakala. We can all say that I hit misses at times and I know they're good enough quality. Fair enough. But Kent's been a hit and miss. Alfie's been a hit and miss. Tolman, he's got a different kind of thing for the two Celtic centre-backs to deal with. Not just physical. He's better on the ground. He's good in there. And you've got Maskin and Campbell who can play a bit of football. And Davis just... Uh, Suter just sitting there gives us better protection and Lundstrom who runs like he's Tony Caravan and we all know Pedro loves caravans but I don't so <laughs> what do you think of that? I, I don't mind that mate uh, I've said for a, a wee while since John Suter came back I wouldn't mind playing him kind of right back the way Arsenal do with Ben White and he kind of he's just like a defensive right back and they could maybe so try the old one we've been saying Tavernier is a right winger and let him just do what he wants to do yeah, affirmation can finish that one. I said a three uh, or five. 
I know people are saying Matondo, but they're not getting other options. And Ryan Kent, if he's leaving, he's not really done it for me in the last few games. Listen, I'm Ryan Kent's biggest fan on here, and I was, I've always stuck up from. But just go with something different. Confuse Celtic. Confuse us. It might work. I, I kind of agree, mate. And I've, I, when you look through kind of the old firms of my lifetime, anyway, see when you attack them with paves. We all seem to love in Cairns, Novo, Canigia. You get back through that's when we always seem to do well. Uh, Neil McCann, obviously, as well. So I wouldn't mind having pace, but also I'm not Matondo's big fan. But I agree, Kent's offered nothing really this season, apart from the odd game. But and I'm not Matondo's biggest fan. But I think we've paid money for him. We need to see what he can do because if he comes in and performs this game, it could give him a confidence boost. And then we might have a new player next year in Matondo, ready to start pre season or decide right actually you're out the door if you don't perform so I, I think we need to try something different because everyone we've tried so far has not worked so I wouldn't mind something different to what's well, your team but I just feel if he sticks struggling from in there it's going to be the same again McGregor walks all over the top hmm. uh, my team would be uh, it will be McGregor but I wouldn't be I wouldn't care too much if they put McCrory in just to see what he's got because McGregor that I was still having nightmares watching them try to commit for that ball and then Jota takes the rhythm. I mean, that was embarrassing. So, also the pass back's the main problem, but if that was McCrory or somebody else, they maybe got it. So, I wouldn't mind that, but it will be McGregor. Like you say, it'll be Tav, Goldson, and Davies, and Bar- eh, Bonabarisic. I wouldn't mind the John Suter thing. I generally wouldn't. I never thought about it until you said it, though, but I think it's a good point. And then, because I don't want to see Lundstrom, and also with Ryan Jacks probably out, I think it'll be... Cantwell and Raskin that could give us a uh, try and dictate the tempo a wee bit and take it away from Callum McGregor and make it us play our game. And then it's all good. Up, up. I would I would go Tillman. Uh, Tillman up top with I'd go Matondo on the left and Sakala on the right. I think we've got to attack them with pace. I think we've got to. Oh, it's a big pitch. Uh, Aye, uh, it's a tough one, but uh, that's my team. Right, they will let go now because I think Curry's waiting to come on. Hello, Mark. <laughs> All right, man. How you doing, Kev? Not bad, Mark. How are you? Ah, as best as I can be, mate. As best as I can be. All right, Car. How you doing, doll? All right, big man, Graham. Nice to nice to finally speak to the famous Curry. Oh God, I wouldn't exactly say famous. All right, chat. Hope you are all well. Hope you are happy hearing this wonderful, sexy voice. Not. <laughs> hey, Curry, talk about Sunday. What do you think will happen, and who would you play? Oh, uh, I've got absolutely no idea. I don't. I think we could get every single Ranger supporter to put in a team, and not one years would probably have the same team. That's how. Difficult it is, you know, to pick a starting eleven in in this squad right now. My worry, my, my main worry is is even if we put on our main eleven that we do think are good enough, it's the bench I'm going to be worried about. Because who 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 who's he going to have on the bench that's going to change the game if it's not going right? <laughs> I mean, it depends who he starts, doesn't it? But you've always, you've always got Arfield to come off the bench. We, we know Scotty can make a difference, don't we? He doesn't use him often enough for me. I think he's used him more. But 
it depends who he starts up top. We're not getting our striker, so obviously he'll probably start Morelos. I wouldn't it, but obviously he will. If Kent starts, then you've got my ton, Russell can come on if he plays Tolman out right. I think he's going to go with tried and tested, but I don't think he should, but I think he will. I, well, I think that's but uh, I think the the last caller, Mark, the other Mark, uh, he was saying I agreed with probably ninety nine point nine percent of what he was saying, and the same with Carr was saying earlier on about uh, Bill getting putting pressure on him because is is he going to get sacked after uh, next season or halfway through? You can't really blame Bill for what he's got the now because every single one of the players, and I think every single one of them except for the two that uh, Bill's brought in, have still got the Van Bronckhurst mentality. Every single one of them. No matter what the score is, three quarters of this team need punted, uh, either sold, sold, sorry, are out the door. Because they've just not shown enough this season to say that they want to be at this, this club. I think it's been chocolate. And then we got that wonderful uh, nominee list for Player of the Year. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Uh, there's, only, there's only one Player of the Year this season. And that's the, the fans. That's the 12th man. It's the fans that have been Player of the Season. Because if I had to go and watch some of that shit week after week, so they should be getting it, but that's just me. You know what? I, I'm just really, really pissed off with this squad, and it's like all the ones that have been here for far, far too long. But I'm not exactly happy. Put it that way. But fingers crossed that we'll win. Uh, I've got no idea who we're going to put on or who he was going to pick, but I'm going to go for a five-one and a fashion hat trick. There you go. Debate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm actually gobsmack. I'll go to Graham. <laughs> I'd love that. I seriously love that. Make my, my weekend. Uh, I'm actually missing the game. I just remembered there. I'm, I'm working. So I couldn't get out of it. So I'm missing the game. But uh, just when Curry was talking there about the impacts of the bench, I hope if the game's either we've got a chance, I hope if Lowry's fit, I hope he shows, says to him, go and show us what you can do. Because obviously it's with personal uh, off the field stuff, uh, but if he's back fit, like she said in his press conference, I think we need to start trusting. If, if the game's in the balance, then I think he can make a difference coming off the bench. Uh, he's not, I don't think he's made an appearance in an old for him yet, so it'd be the kind of stage at Lowry, but we all know what he's like. Uh, he could grab the game by scruff of the neck and t- take his own to the win. So he'd be an option I'd be looking for if, uh, if he's made the bench. So, Curry, if you don't want to fight on Sunday, do you think, do you think the Bill should be criticised? Do you think we should wait till next season before he starts getting criticised? Uh, if next season and we've still got over half the players we've got to know and he keeps on playing the players that have let him down this season, I think he'll start getting criticised before the winter break. But Right now, I'm going to give him to the winter break and see who he brings in and what type of player that we're, he's going to try and improve this team with. Uh, I'll let somebody else on after this, but just a quick wee semi, uh, question to Carr. Yep. Who, who's your player of the year for the women's team? For me, it's Brogan Hay. 
thought, I thought, I think that Lassie is absolutely tremendous. I mean, Brogan's certainly a show. I think you could throw half of the squad in there and, and say that they should be up there. I think Kirsty Howitt's probably up there. Rachel McLaughlin as well is definitely one that's been scoring a lot of goals, you know, for uh, a right back. I voted for Rachel. I'll just throw that out there. I voted for Rachel McLaughlin because I, I fully I trust her. I, I think she offers us a lot at the back and going forward. Brogan Hay is an absolutely great show. I think she's been here the longest, you know, and she's never wavered in her ability. She's never, you know, dropped her game or had any issues with that. So I voted for Rachel and that's who I'd pick. Sacrilege. Oh, sacrilege. <laughs> Right guys, I'll let you away. Right, thanks very much yeah. for taking my call. You have a good evening. And yeah, yeah, we can what, what I, I certainly call. hope so. And just to let everybody know, let's hope your team wins, and that is Rangers. Thanks, Mark. Catch you later on. So, Graham, back to you about Sunday. Do you think if we don't win, there'll be a lot of criticism towards the manager. Do you think the players should be getting in the neck? And because you know what, you know what it's like when you lose an old forum game. It doesn't matter how you lose it; you've lost, and it's like you can't really see by anything else rather than because you've. And obviously, if they win, they're going for the treble, and it's not what we like to see. That's definitely not great to see, mate. But I think the only way Michael Beale get criticised tomorrow is if he makes um RC the starting lineup. Played did the. The Parkhead League game. Every fan that when we seen the starting line up that day knew it was wrong. And then when he never changed it at half time, when every fan was wanted to change that half time, I think that's only way we get criticised. Because although I'm not kind of fully happy with the style of play yet, I don't it deserves time, obviously, and it deserves the summer transfer window and January to get his stamp on the, his players in and make his stamp uh, on the team. But I just want to see the players coming out and give it their all. Chase every ball down in their face, don't stand off, create chances, and just show that bit of fight and determination that every fan would want to see. And also, if we get the chances, also we need to take them. But I'm starting to get a wee bit confident now we're talking about it, the game. So that's a good thing because I wasn't too confident before it. But Yeah, mute, Graham. Uh, I think it'll be done in extra time, like the last one. Uh, I think it'll be a close two-one in extra time. Uh, first goal scorer for me would I'm going to go with Tillman. will get his first goal. Yeah, I'll go to you, Carl. So I, I don't, I don't know if we do it. Like, and I know that that's a horrendous thing to say, but I just, I don't know. Like after. The Aberdeen game and after the last few games, I just don't know if, if we go and do it. But the more I think about it, the more I think, well, why not? Because we've done it before. So there's every chance that Fashion Sakala shows up and runs at them and puts away chances and we go into extra time again and we put the game to bed. So I'm going to be optimistic rather than being pessimistic and being very negative. I'll say 2-1. I think probably Fashion Sakala will score the first goal. I'm not really confident at all for Sunday, but obviously the heart rules ahead and I'm going for a Rangers one. So I'm going to say I think it'll be a lot of goals, but I think it'll, I'm like Graham, I think it'll go edge of time and I think we'll, we'll edge it 
three two, and I think they'll score first to be honest with you because I think that's just Rangers way. We don't we don't really score a lot of goals first. We seem to like the other team to score first, and then we maybe start playing. But just to say, everybody, thank you for watching tonight. Thanks to everybody who called in, and thank you. Hold for on, Kev. Hold on, Kev. In the background. Hold on, Kev. We've got one final call. I know I messaged Jane said no more calls, but you don't pay attention to the private chat. So I'm going to bring Jack in and let Jack have his say, and then that will be the end of the show. So, Jack, welcome to the show. What's your point for the guy? Hello, Jack. Hello. Hi, Jack. You there? Yeah, I'm here, I. What's your point, Jack? Um, I've just got a quick point um, uh, tonight. Uh, I haven't had really heard much people talking about it, but I know the quality and ability hasn't been there, but what worries me, especially with the Aberdeen game, is I believe in this game, it's, a, it's going to come down to my fight and battling. And I just don't see any player in the Rangers team willing to go in for the fight and battle. That, that really worries me. Because going back to the game at Park Heed, you had Raskin playing the first time and you seen McGregor straight getting in his face, winding him up. And I just didn't see Morelos used to do it, but he's never been doing it. But I really think it's going to come down to battle fighting hard on Sunday. Just wondered what you thought about that. And I didn't see much Rangers players. I didn't mean kick him off the park, but get right in their face and get that tackles flying in. I totally agree with you. I think you're right, Jack, and I think... We get bullied at times with Celtic, and it's no—it's not the first time we've done it to us last yep. week. We've done it to it for a, we've done it to us for a, a, a long time. The only time I kind of thought was in the Stephen no. Gerrard. I'll take that to both of you. You go first, Carl. What's, what's your point now? Do you think we've got any aggressive players on the team that can go into the Celtic players' faces? I think it's more our case. We're too nice. I think we started off the game at Parkhead against them kind of like that. We weren't like flying into tackles or anything, but we were pressing them very high and we weren't like giving them a chance to get on the ball. And I think that's what we need to do more than just like, you know, trying to be overly aggressive in the sense of being overly, overly physical. But I think we do need we need to press them very hard and very high. And we need to stop them having any time on the ball because that's where they gain their momentum from. And that's when they started to make mistakes. And we need to break from those mistakes and actually score some goals from it rather than just letting them time to recover. I think that's more what we need to do. But I I, I don't know who does that in that team, especially not at Hamden against them. I, I don't know if we've got, got the, that fight in us, like um, he was saying. Graham, Carl McGregor seems to be doing it quite a lot against us. He's trying to take the mantle off uh, Brown and he's getting in the players' faces and you see them shouting at some of the players and we don't really have an answer. The players kind of just put put their head down and walk away. It's not a, a thing you should be doing. I'm not saying hitting them back, but get back up to him, square up to him. Don't have to get booked for it. You're just going up to a guy who's giving you abuse. I totally agree. Uh, I think the game, totally agree with the call. That it'll be one with fight, heart, determination in the battle. Uh, unfortunately, probably since Gerard left and the, since the semi-final win uh, last year against him, we've not really had that kind of mentality going into these games. You see a lot of the players, maybe when we're getting beat, they'll maybe kick a player. I call it fake hard men kind of thing. We see a lot of that, but it's, I would rather see a player win a 50-50, a strong 50-50 than kind of act that hard man off the ball. Just win, just go full force into the tackles. Obviously fair, but win, win the balls and win the battles against each man. That's what you want to see in, on the pitch. So for me, I totally agree that we need to be up for it. We need to be in their face. Press, don't let them play, settle down and play their game. It's all about us, the way it should always be. 
then if we do that, we'll have a chance of winning. Is that you finished, Jake? Getting our points to make before you go this evening? Uh, no, that was uh, well. The other point is also even going a goal behind. Obviously, Tavernier a captain. I don't see one Rangers players getting at each other when they're when we're doing. Like, they need to get in at each other and get on it. You know what I mean, I just think they're far too soft. And if we do that on Sunday, it's going to be the same outcome as it has been. So I just hope that they've got that fight battle and just get tore right in a bit of it. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Anyway, thanks for calling, Jack. Appreciate that and enjoy your weekend and hopefully Sunday's good for you as it is for the rest of You too. Bye-bye now. Right, bye. So that's us for the night, guys. And I can't remember where I was because I was about to say thanks for Martin in the background for helping out and thanks for Car and Graham for coming on and thanks everybody watching. Podcast Network.